Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week is the third episode in our series on building your best dang website. And this week we are going to get into the nitty gritty of design. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you all have been doing really well this week. Uh, yeah, let's just dive right into this uh, whole design topic. So this is the third episode in our series on building your best dang website. And as you guys know, if you listen to the first two episodes, and if you haven't, I do recommend going back and listening to them because uh, these things are meant to follow in order. Um, but yeah, in the first two episodes, we went over getting organized and getting all your content created and ready. Okay, so basically what I've been doing is walking you through the process I use for uh, smaller website projects um, so from start to finish, basically. So once you've done the getting organized stuff and once you've done getting your content ready, because the content has to come first before the design, then you're ready to look at the design. So this is the really fun part, at least I think it is for most people, probably most of you listening you know, you, you find that at least somewhat fun, the idea of like, ooh, what's my website going to look like? like I, think, I think most people find that fun because it's a bit more creative. And I think that's why most people like it. Like even if you're not into any kind of design at all, you're not really into interior design, you know, design's not your thing. It's still kind of a fun part, right? It's still kind of creative. I know all my clients are always excited when we get to this phase. Now, although I have to admit, part of the reason they're excited is because the heavy lifting for them is all done, creating their content, finding their photos, taking photos, all those things. Yes, they still need to be involved. Yes, they still need to give me feedback. Yes, we're still working close together. Um, but the heavy lifting for them is now done and now it's time for me to do all the heavy lifting. So that might be why they're excited when we get to this phase. But let's be serious here. This is also when things start to come together for a website project and that's really exciting. So first off, when we're talking about the design, if you've been listening to the earlier episodes, then you know something I've emphasized already and that is that your website is not for you. It's for your clients or potential clients or patients, if you prefer that term. Just um, if you're fairly new to the podcast, I use clients and patients interchangeably. The vast majority of people listening use the term clients, but patients is also a perfectly uh, respectable or fine or whatever you want to call it term. So um, if you're hearing clients and you're going, well, I don't have clients, I have patients, just, just interchange the words, okay? Anyway, that aside, um, your website is for your clients. So you need to create that website with them in mind. So that means not choosing the very first you know, website template that you come across that you think looks pretty or cool or funky or, you know, has funky scrolling that you really think is attractive looking or whatever. You know, those are good things to keep in mind. Because you need to like your own website. You can't hate your own website. That's not helpful, right? If you hate your website, you're not going to want to promote it. You're not going to want to 
um, update it. You're not, well, maybe you will desperately want to update it because you hate it. But if you hate it that much, you know, maybe you won't even want to touch it. And that's not good. That's not what we want. But ultimately, what I'm trying to stress here is that your clients need to be able to use that website. That's the most important thing. They need to be able to read your information quickly and go, yes, this person sounds like they're for me. They can help me. I'm going to book now, you know. And by the way, that same applies if your website goal is to have people book more client uh, classes, sorry, into your classes or buy your ebook or um, buy your course if you have an online course, whatever it is. It's the same idea. You want people to go to your website and go, great. How do I give this person money? How do I purchase? How do I get the book? How do I sign up? How do I book in an appointment? So that aside, when it comes to finding a good design for your website, so a template, a theme, different website builders call them different things, but ultimately we are talking about the overarching design of the site. It's critical to keep in mind that content that we've already created, right? That's why we talked about it first. That's why content comes before looking through the design demos, you know? That's why when I'm working with clients, I make them do their content first before we get too heavily into choosing a template for their website or choosing, you know, what the design's gonna look like if it's a fully custom design and I'm doing it from scratch. So, What you need to do is look at that information you need to convey, right? What's going to be on the various pages? Um, How are they structured? What kind of stuff do you want to have on the homepage? What pictures do you want to use and feature, right? Are there there pictures you want to feature? How are we going to feature those? Um, What information do you want people to see as soon as they click on your website? What's the very first thing you want people to see? What's the impression that you want to make? So those things are really important to keep in mind as you are looking at all this design stuff. Will your content display well on the template that you are looking at? Is there an obvious place to put things like your book now buttons or maps or hours or, you know, is there a decent looking template for an about me page? Because pretty much all of you are going to have an about me or about us or, you know, about the clinic or what, you know, that kind of page where you've got people's biographies, maybe, you know, headshots, that kind of stuff. Now, on that note, one thing I do want to mention when it comes to doing your DIY site is it's really best to try to use your imagination as much as you can. So what do I mean by that? Well, this is something that my clients get stuck on. And so I know it is a bit of an issue. Um, If you're looking at a template and the template is very, say, black and gray and corporate looking, they've set it up to be, say, a like it was a lawyer for a lawyer's office or for um, a web design studio or for an architect or that kind of thing. Just because it is for a completely different style of business than what you're looking for doesn't mean the template can't work for you. Generally, you can change all that stuff. You can change the colors. You can change the placement of buttons. You can change the photos. You can change the text. You're definitely going to change the text. You're going to definitely going to change the logo, whether you're removing the logo completely or swapping in your own if you have a logo. So I know it can be tricky because I, again, my clients get caught up on this. You know, I'll send them a template to look at, you know, someone else has set up a demo. This is, you know, not for my full custom clients, but for my clients who are doing from templates where I do some modifications for them. 
and we're starting from demos and I send them a demo and they go, well, but I'm not a lawyer's office. And so we have to kind of talk it through because I, I get it. I get that when you look at this content, you're going, but this is not me. I can't imagine myself in it. It's hard. But you have to try. You have to try to look at things with an eye for replacing stuff. If you swapped out all the photos for your own, changed the black to your preferred shade of blue, you know, swapped out the gray for maybe something lighter, a lighter blue or, you know, a silver or whatever is attractive to you, is on brand for you. If you put in your own text, if you swap out the map to be a map to your location, all that kind of stuff, would this template work for you? And again, I get that this is hard to do. It's hard to look past what is on the template. But the thing is, a lot of these templates will work really well. What you have to do is kind of look at the template like it is the layout of a room. So it's like the floor plan of a room. But on top of the floor plan, you're putting in, so like say you're buying a house and you're looking at the floor plan, but then you go to look at, and you like the floor plan, like you're like, wow, you know, this is laid out really well. I think this can work for me. I can put my office here and blah, blah, blah. And then you go look at the house and it's like, not your style at all. You know, maybe it's an elderly person and they just have their own style and it's just not for you. Or maybe it's a family with really young kids and you don't have kids, you know, and again, you look at the house and you're like, I, but like, I don't, need a nursery and like a playroom I don't need that either like ugh, that's the thing if you've ever bought a house you know you have to look past that stuff you have to say to yourself okay if I put my own furniture here my own my own artwork my own uh if I paint the walls a different color if I bring in uh you know my dog bed because I have a dog and all those things can this house work for me right? You kind of have to do the same thing when you're looking at these themes or these templates when you're building a website. You have to kind of do the same thing. You have to say, you know, if I swapped out things, so if I left most of the things in place and I swapped it out for my own content, my own colors, my own uh, aesthetic, the things that I like, will this work for me? And sometimes the answer is no, and that is completely fine. But you have to be willing to do that. Otherwise, what happens is you get stuck with, you know, the few templates out there that were built for massage therapists or health clinics or whatever. And you don't have the very wide range of templates that are available to you, right? So you have to be willing to kind of look past what's set up in the content and the demo that they've set up for you and try to imagine it as your own, making it your own. Another thing to look at when you are looking at these uh, demos is like, do they include icon sets, for example, that might be useful to you? Does the page scroll in a way that you like? For example, a client recently really liked the idea of having a floating header. So what that meant was on you know a larger device like a laptop, the header would stay with you as you scroll down the page so that people could easily access the menu and the inf- and like the book now button, right? It would float with them down the page. They really liked that feature. And that feature can be found on lots of templates, not just healthcare templates. So that's what I mean by kind of like look at the features that are there and see if they're usable for you. Even if, you know, the the demo content, you know, the fact that it's set up like a lawyer's office or whatever is not for you because you're going to be replacing that anyway. So another thing that's important to mention before we get too far into designing a website, before you get too far designing your website, is 
Well, let me give you a bit of a caution, okay? I know it can be tempting to make a website that has every feature, every bit of text, every little thing you've always wanted in a website. You want to make your dream website, okay? Now, for some of you, that's not really an issue. Your your dream website is super, super simple. A few photos, a little bit of text, bada boom, bada bing, you're done, you know? Um, but I also know sometimes people get this idea into their head that their website needs to be this one-stop perfect resource for clients and for themselves. And I've seen it happen with my clients, you know. We start off in our first meeting discussing a small website to meet their needs, you know, or maybe it's like a medium-sized website, say it's like 15 pages or something. And then that quickly balloons into 30, 40 pages, you know, custom code, custom content, things that float into the screen, you know, extra expenses, basically, because I have to charge them extra for all these things, you know. Um, And this happened actually with a recent client, this kind of thing where um, I ended up talking to them about it, because the thing is, one thing that was really important to them was being able to make their own website updates and not having to hire a professional to do it. And this this is why I'm mentioning it to you because it's very relevant if you're doing a DIY website. You need to make sure that whatever is built is something that you can update. And so I had to talk to them and say, you know, if we do it like this, this is how you're going to be doing updates. It's going to be, you know, this multi-part uh, thing that you'll have to do. And it's a lot more work than the simple thing that we had originally talked about. And they were like, oh, I don't want to have to do the extra work to update it. So we we ended up going with some sort of meeting in the middle and finding a, finding a solution that would be slightly more work to update, but not a ton more work to update, if that makes sense to you all. Um, so yeah, you never want to, this is, this is the thing I'm trying to drive home here. You never want to create a website that's so complicated that you never want to update it. Like you, you like how it turned out, but now you have to go in and say, say for example, you put staff bios on, like say it's just you and two other people that work with you. You know, uh, you, you have a shared space and it's just, it's just a very small clinic, you and two other people. And you decided to put people's bios on almost every page so that, you know, it's it's a nice feature for clients. They can access, you know, who's doing that service. So you have the practitioner right on the page, right? Great idea, except now every time you update someone's bio, say someone takes another course and they now have a new service that they can offer, a new a new designation or whatever, you have to go to all those different pages and update that person's bio individually. It's not like... Uh, an online booking service where you update it in one place and it updates everywhere. Uh, Websites don't generally work like that, right? So that's the thing to keep in mind is you want to keep things simple so that you'll actually want to do the updates later on. Yes, you want it to be nice for your clients, but you don't want it to be such a pain in the butt that you never want to edit your website. You never want to make changes even when you need to. And the same idea, uh, by the way, just because I know this is also very common, um, if you decide to have your fee schedule pop up on every page, um, not like as a pop up, because you could do that if you wanted to, or not in the footer, or most templates, the footer is the same thing on every page, but actually like in the content of the actual page, if you do that, again, you have to uh, edit that every single page when you change your fees. So basically, keep things simpler and you will be so much happier with yourself. You're doing yourself a huge favor, okay? So I, th- I think you guys get the point on that one. Let me just move on to the next thing, um, which is related, actually. And that's 
condensing your information as much as possible and is reasonable. So again, this will help you when it comes to not only putting together the website, but also editing it later. Now, obviously, this doesn't apply if you've already been really succinct. Like you've you've got together five pages of content. It's not that long. Like, you know, it's a few paragraphs on each page, but it's not, you know, a super, super long list of things, you know, you know, like... Uh, a thousand words on each page minimum and you've got you know 15 pages that you wanted to put together um if if you didn't do that if you've you've been really really succinct this doesn't apply to you so much you don't need to cut your information down you've already cut it down pretty good it sounds like and obviously as well you know if you are running a large clinic where you've got lots of different professionals all under one roof a bigger clinic naturally is going to need a bigger website that's just how it works it's it's hopefully that's you know sort of obvious to you like to put it in perspective the solo practitioners i work with when i'm building their websites typically it's five page websites sometimes we go a little bigger you know, but usually it's it's five pages, and that's actually what my small website package offers. I believe I said that in the first uh, first episode in this series. You know, five pages is plenty for the vast majority of solo practitioners. Um, but I also just finished a project for a large clinic where they've got more than fifteen staff, and they've got more than eight different professions. Just you know, sort of counted them a second ago off the top of my head. Probably more than eight, actually. Um, plus, they do uh, they sell like braces and appliances for uh, you know, like if you have arthritis or, or uh, post surgical that kind of thing. So their website was way bigger than five pages. It had to be. There was no way we could fit all that information into five pages, and it would make it an awful experience for the end user, i.e. the clients trying to read their website. So it was, you know, a mo- it was way more than that. I, I don't remember what we ended up landing on, to tell you the truth. I think it was about 25 pages in the end, somewhere, somewhere around that. Now, here's the thing. The majority of you listening are small clinic owners. It's, you're either a solo practitioner or you have one or two practitioners that work with you, or maybe like, you know, you're a a studio owner, you're a yoga teacher, and you just have a couple of other teachers that work with you. You don't really need a huge website to be effective. You just don't. Okay. So if you've got many, many, many paragraphs of info, can you squeeze that down into less paragraphs, you know, to simplify it? If you're thinking of having 10 different pages, do you really need all 10? Can you combine some things, um, condense and combine that is, in order to make it, you know, shorter and simpler for clients to find the information? Now, obviously, it has to make sense from a client perspective, right? Because yes, it will make it easier for you to edit the website, but it also has to make sense from a client perspective. They need to be able to find what they're looking for as well. But once you've condensed this information down, it's going to make it a bit easier for you to find a template that works well. That's why we're mentioning this right now. We mentioned it in our content episode, but we're definitely mentioning it now. Because sometimes people still think that, you know, oh, my content's great. But then you go to look for a template and you're like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to fit everything into this. And yes, obviously, you can duplicate page pages, right? If there's like a template uh, within the temp, like a page template within the theme that you're looking at. Um, you can use that as many times as you need. It's not like you're limited to the number of pages that's set up in the demo. The demo is just to show you the different page styles that are available within that theme, right? But even so, you know, if you've got 10 or 15 or 20 pages, condensing it down is going to make it a lot easier for you to find a theme that really works. Now, speaking of finding a theme that really works, let me give you some more tips on that 
you know, some some design tips, basically design for non-designers. Okay. And actually, I will put uh, some links in the show notes that will help you with that stuff in terms of design for non-designers. And some of the stuff is mentioned in there. Um, The first thing with design for non-designers is white space. You want to make sure there is space around your text and around your photos, okay? So white space is just the term we use for blank space around things. Blank space helps people read your content, okay, and absorb what it is about. It's just it's called white space, but it doesn't necessarily have to be white. If the background of your, you know, color you've used is off-white or whatever, or light gray or something, then that is what we're talking about, okay? Open space. Now, keep in mind that this can generally be changed by you, even if it's not specifically in the template. However, if you are really, really, really non-techy, like you're, you know, you're building a DIY website, but you're not super comfortable with it, um, it might be better if you went with something that already has quite a bit of light, uh, white space around your the text and the photos already. Okay, so think about that as you're looking at templates. The second thing to think about is make sure the template you're using is mobile friendly. A lot of people miss this thing. So go to look at the demo on your phone and on a tablet if you have one. Borrow one from a friend if you know, or ask them what it looks like. You know, if you happen to not have one, um, before designing whether to use it or not. Because sometimes some templates are awful. On, on a phone and you don't want that. These days, 50, approximately 50% of people are looking for services from their phone and depending on your location, it might be way higher than that. For example, I know if you work in downtown in any major city, often you will have people searching for you while they are literally out on the street, right? Because like they hurt their back or they, they hurt their shoulder or, you know, they feel like they could just use a treatment today, you know, whatever it is. Or they want to go to a yoga class, you know, like they're, they're downtown and have a few hours to kill or whatever, you know. So because they are literally standing out on the street, they're not pulling out their laptop. They're looking on their phone and you want your website to look nice on a phone on smaller devices. And the next thing I want to mention is readability always trumps pretty, always, okay? Make sure the template or design you are picking makes your text shine, makes it easy to read and absorb the information. Because ultimately, that is what we want, is people to understand who we are, what we do, and how they can book an appointment right away, you know? So you want like black text on a white background. You want a simple photo in the background if you're going to have a photo and not something that's like super colorful and, you know, uh, modeled and really makes it really hard to read text on top of. Um, You also want to make sure your text font size isn't tiny. You don't want people to squint while reading things. Okay. And you also don't want to pick um, heavy, like handwriting fonts. I know a lot of people like handwriting fonts. You can have them as an accent, like my own website has it as an accent, but you don't want to have it be your main font because that makes it very hard for people to read your text. Legibility is always number one. Okay. Because no one wants to read a website where they have to squint to figure out what it says or they have to like make the text bigger or whatever, you know, or the color, like the color makes it really hard to read, right? Now, as we mentioned already, templates that include helpful icons and photos and etc. like when we were talking above about, you know, trying to figure out what features would work, um, considering a, a, it to be kind of like the framework or the, the uh, floor plan of a house, when we were talking about that a minute ago, 
So looking at it and see what's included, like uh, helpful icons or photos, that kind of thing, that that can be nice to consider. For example, if it has health-related icons or icons like a map, phone, email, those kinds of things, maybe you don't want to use those, maybe you do, but it's not required by any means, but they can be a helpful little design thing and make, you know, give your website a little something-something without being, you know, too complicated to update. It's usually pretty easy to update, actually. Um, it can kind of pull things together. So it's such something to think about. It's by no means required, just something to think about while you're looking at uh, templates or themes. So before I sign off for this episode, let's talk specific templates for a moment. Now, I know the exact templates, or like we've said, it's called, maybe called styles or themes, depending on the uh, exact website builder you're using, whether you're using Wix or WordPress or Weebly or Squarespace or something else. But we're talking about the design aesthetic, okay? Like the, the 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 builder that you're using and how it lays things out. But the ones available are obviously going to depend on what, you know, what kind of website builder you're using. But since I'm a WordPress designer, I'll give you guys some tips for WordPress quick. Now, this segment will be brief, okay? So if you're not using WordPress, don't worry. You know, that's I'm not going to talk about this for 20 minutes, I promise. This episode's already longer than I expected. I'm really good at talking. Uh, but yeah, uh, my first tip, if you are looking at WordPress is to make sure you look at the various website builders. Elementor has a really great free version. It is something I've used with clients because they want to be able to update their websites themselves once I give it to them and it is easy for them to use. Okay. And there are dozens of themes out there built on Elementor. It makes it a lot easier for you to get your website created. It's very drag and drop, you know, sort of what you see is what you get, uh, you know, do the update and then save it kind of thing. It makes WordPress behave more like modern website builders and less like sort of a word processing system, okay? Because I've been using WordPress since 2004, which is almost when it started. And it originally was almost more like a word processor, you know, um, it was very different back then. But these website builders will really help you out. So I strongly recommend you take a look at them. Elementor is a good one and it has a free version. Okay. And then th three very reliable themes that have dozens and dozens and dozens of demos that you can look at and choose from are, uh, and they're built on Elementor. Astra is one. Neve, I think is how they say that, N-E-V-E, -E, and then Ocean WP. Those are the three that I recommend you look at. They're reputable. They're built really well. They are updated frequently. They have free demos. Now, each one of those has a paid version, but you do not need to have the paid version in order to make a really nice website. However, you may decide you really like one of the paid demos and decide it's worth throwing a little extra cash at this to get exactly what you want. So, Check those out. You know, they're free and paid versions, something to think about. And another tip on choosing themes is if you're going to go with something that isn't the ones I recommended, or even if you are going to look at the ones I recommended, I suggest always reading reviews of those themes. Um, part of the way I knew those three themes that I just mentioned were good when I started looking at them, um, because I read hundreds of reviews. And so I knew from people, and also I saw other websites that were built with those themes. And I went, oh, you know, this, this is actually very good quality. And you can look at reviews right on wordpress.org. Um, again, I will put a link in the show notes for you. Or you can just Google WordPress theme, you know, insert theme name, like WordPress theme Astra 
to read a bunch of online reviews, right? Reviews give you a really good sense as to whether or not the theme is good or if like anybody even uses it. And that will help you know whether or not this is a good one for you. Because the last thing you want is to choose a theme that is a pain in the butt or it's constantly breaking or constantly, you know, makes your site go down. You, you don't want that, right? You want something that's high quality. And my other tip about this is to look for video tutorials for whatever builder or theme you're going to use. For example, Elementor has produced a bunch of their own videos and lots of YouTubers have as well as they've also produced videos for the various themes out there. Um, so there's lots of tutorials out there. So you can teach yourself um, how to use these right on, on your own time. So it's a really good idea if you're DIYing. This goes for all of you, by the way. You know, if you're still listening and you're not using WordPress, um, this goes for all of you. There are, there are tons of videos out there about how to use Squarespace. There's tons of videos on how to use Wix, right? So if you watch some videos, that will really help you put your website together and make it really pop or, like, you know, Pop is maybe not the best term because it doesn't really mean anything. You know, quick tip to you, if you're ever actually working with a professional designer, asking them to make something pop means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but in this particular case, we're talking about making your website shine, making it really great, right? So if you watch tutorials on how to use these builders, you'll get a, you'll get a sense for them. You'll get pretty good at them, hopefully. And then that will make your life a whole lot easier as you're trying to put together your website. <laughs> So yeah, that's it for me this week. I hope this was uh, helpful to you guys. Um, next week, we're going to wrap up this Build Your Best Dang website series. And we're going to talk about launching your website and some of those wrapping up odds and ends like SEO, for example, because I know SEO is really important. Um, and it's something that I get a lot of questions about. So until then, take care. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with you next week. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.